That's right. The Parked in Turn 1 podcast train is pulling into the station. So jump on board with me. I'm Jason and my man Bo. And then get some good MotoGP opinions out there on the podcast waves. Bo, how are you doing tonight? Jason, my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. Um, famous song, you know. Um, I'm ready for I'm ready for Austin, man. But uh, no, man. It's, uh, you know this this Argentinian GP was just a fun weekend all around, wasn't it? It was. It really was. Now we had a little drama getting in there. We had. Um, we had the the freight issues, right? So we mm-hmm. had no practice on Friday. First time that's ever happened that I can remember. Right. Because um, they tried so, to transport everything over on a bush plane, apparently. Evidently. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, I let's talk about where you don't want your plane to break down. Uh, top of the list has to be Kenya. And they, they broke down in Kenya on the way back. Now, it is an incredibly long journey from Indonesia uh, to where they were in Argentina, mm-hmm. but uh, they broke down in Kenya, but they got them there. So the teams basically stayed up all night. Um, Takanakagami had to take like 45 PCR tests to be cleared for COVID, um, but he got there and they made it happen. It was a bit different. They did everything, all the practices and the qualifying on Saturday. Um but they got it in, and it was a little bit interesting. But if I'm being honest, I am tired of things that don't mean racing affecting the race. I'm tired of the pavement. <laughs> I'm tired of the freight issues. Hopefully, we can get to Austin, have three full days of normal MotoGP weekend, and the pavement holds of up. normal drama, right? Normal right, right. Mo- Listen, MotoGP we just drama. want drama when there's a pass <laughs> or somebody touches somebody else. Yeah, yeah. We don't want any drama that has nothing to do with motorcycle racing. Um, but yeah, you're right. So Argentina turned out to be a, a really interesting weekend. We had um, a number of things happen that we should probably just dive into. Um, in honor of the new order that MotoGP is going to adopt for Austin, uh, which is Moto2, MotoGP, and then Moto3. I say that's how we do it. Okay. Did I throw you off a little bit? I throw you, know you off? Yeah, we didn't. Uh, so, Parked Internal One Nation, PT, T, PT1 Nation, this is your proof that this is unscripted, that we just show oh, up no. and we start talking. We just show up and start yapping, and yep. that's what we do. But this is this is our everyday life, so we're pretty good at it. But Bo <laughs> likes structure. Me, on the other hand, I just kind of like, like the wind. I like you to like just destroy go. my I just, structure. Yeah, <laughs> I will blow your house down. That's what you need to know. <laughs> just like the tornado in South Carolina yesterday. Oh, um, but you know, so Moto Two, uh, we had the youngest ever pole position man. And Fermin Aldeguer. Now, if you remember, Bo, I brought this man's name up before the season. And he is really, really uh, looking very good in the Moto2 class to start this season. I'm not going to argue at all because I was really impressed with watching him all weekend long. He looked like he was on another level, honestly. Um, you know, Sunday was just a difficult day. Um, you know, a little bit of bad luck there, and and it it didn't turn out the way that it should have. But unfortunately, he saw the high and the low. You know, that motorcycle yep. racing I think has to offer. Yep. 
Um, yeah. Well, but, yeah, uh, that's right. He did. I no, mean, but that's motorcycle racing. It's just the way it works out. Yeah, but but like what you're saying though. I mean, you know, this kid's on a on a Bosco Scorer chassis, which isn't the the ideal chassis to be on Moto Two, um, and, and the youngest kid on the grid. And my goodness, uh, I mean, he looked like he belonged there. He absolutely yeah. looked like he belonged there. Yeah, 16 years old. That's super impressive. So, in the race, Celestino Vietti wins the race. Samkit Chantra comes in second. Ayagura comes in third. Evidently, Idemitsu Honda Team Asia is the team to beat in Moto2 this year. But um, I was super impressed with the race that Celestino Vietti won. What was your opinion on what happened between Vietti and Aldeguer? I did not feel as if uh, Vietti did that purposely or vicious. I, I think it's just one of those things where he was focused on what he was doing. Aldegir was going for that little piece of tarmac, and it just unfortunately ended poorly for, for me. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's a racing incident. You know, there was something similar that happened a couple of years ago with Bruno and Joanne Zarco um, uh, and Paul Spargo. It was more or less the same thing. You know, Paul Spargo got in deep, Joanne Zarco went for the gap, and then Paul Spargo came back into him and, and, um, pole was the one that crashed, you know, and this kind this time it was the other way around just a little bit, you know, Fermin went for the gap. Um, Chelsea Vietti was already coming back, you know, pulling the bike back down where it needed to be. But it did look like to me that Chelsea Vietti was trying to stand his bike up. Um, you know, it, I want to say at the very last moment, he probably saw him out of the corner of his eye and he tried to pick the bike up so they didn't come together. Um, and then it ended in a very well, odd looking crash for for me. It was. I mean, he helicoptered on top yeah, of the bike. Yeah. Um, but uh, but no, I think it was a good no call. Honestly, I I, mean, I just I, I think sometimes racing is racing, and that's what happens. You know, it's not always. Yep. It doesn't always have to be a penalty. It doesn't have to always be, um, you know, a slap on the wrist for someone. Just let them get out there and no, race sometimes. Absolutely. You know, I agree. Yeah, I I think you know the thing is is you had. Celestino coming down because he was getting back on the line, but Fermin had cut that corner. He had ridden so close, he was going to have to go out. He just had no choice, and it was just the worst-case scenario. I I don't get the sense, after watching Vietti for the last three or four years, that this is a common thing for him. He doesn't have a lot of incidents where he's bumping into people. Yeah, That's really not, not his thing. You know, um, no, yeah, he doesn't uh, cause a lot of drama. No, no, he just, I, I just think it was, and it was super unfortunate for the kid. I mean, he's got something to build on though. Let's hope that this doesn't get into his head. Let's hope he's healthy for Austin. Cause I'm really excited to see him ride in Austin. And then also, you know, I'm really excited to see what the future holds for this young man. Um, it, he, he looks, he looked really good and all weekend until that crash, but again, Celestino Vietti, are, I mean, my goodness, man. So Vietti, he started, what did he start? He started down the list a little bit. He started uh, sixth or seventh? He was sixth. Uh, he was sixth on the grid. Sixth, there you go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he came to the front. He, If you take that incident out of it, even with that incident, he ran a very, very smart race. And I... I was curious to see what he would do in the first few laps. You know, he was in sixth. Mm -hmm. He made up some spots. Um, in fact, he was second after the first lap. So I was like, okay, he's I, got I, some pace. Yeah, okay. I wonder. I, I think that first lap might have helped him. I actually turned one probably whenever, uh, you know, Augusto Fernandez might have gotten in a little, when he got in deep and hit the back of Ayagura. I don't know if that kind of helped Chelsea Vieta out or not. I'm not it sure may what have. that, that yep. first turn looked like. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was I, – I, <laughs> 
Justin Uvieto is is really on a different level right now, I think, and and it almost seems like it, it just seems like a completely different rider from last wow. year in Moto Two to this year. Yeah, what a difference a year makes, right? I mean, he yeah. we saw it at the end of last year a little bit. He was starting to come to grips with it. We we saw him start his name started creeping up the order, especially late in races. He really had some pace, but my goodness, man! I mean, starting out win second win. I mean, that's. That's only five points less than as good as you can do. Right. So, I mean, he's having a great start to the year. But what about the man that finished second? Samkhya Chantra um, is basically giving you and me the middle finger. I would have lost my um, house, man. If I, uh, I, I would, I'd be completely broke right now if I was betting against. If I was betting. My man. goodness. I'd yeah. No. I'd, you. you could, what would you say? Jeez. <laughs> what can you say? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, you know, kudos to him. I'm, I'm glad it, it's. It, but you know, they were talking throughout the weekend that they apparently made a change on the bike, and then um, it was either a change with a tire or a change with a bike, and then he all of a sudden had all of this front end feel that he didn't have last year. And I think that's speaking directly to his results right now. Um, Absolutely. It, if you, you don't know, know what so, your front wheels do, right? Yeah. You you can't ride, and you but crash a, a lot. Which a beautiful ride by him. You know, again. Uh, yep. We started in seventh, and you know. Yeah, you could have told. I could have. You know, would have swarmed up and down that Indonesia was a fluke for some cat chancers simply because of what we've seen in the past. That you know, he's all he crashes a lot. He he gets off the bike quite a bit. There's not a ton of pace there. So I would have thought, you know, all the reins just, it, you know, the great equalizer, and this this is just going to be one, his yeah. day. You know, he's going to walk yeah. away, his head high, Absolutely. and that's, we're not going to see it again. But then in the dry, completely different track, all the way across the world, here he is. It, it, I, what, it, it's a quality ride, just, just a quality ride by him. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think really – I, I think now we see why he was getting those rides because we couldn't see it before, but now we're seeing it. And um, let's see if he keeps it going when he gets back to Europe. You know, in in here in Austin, let's uh, let's see if he keeps that going. Um, but you know, I, another guy that had a solid race and a good race was Ayagura, and Ayagura, you know, was very lucky to avoid crashing after Fernandez mm-hmm. torpedoed him. Um, which, by the way. I don't know what what was in Fernandez's head there. I think he got a bad start and he just tried to make it up and it just wasn't going to work. Yeah, I but, think Simon Crafer called it when he said he got offline and he was trying to cut back all the way across yeah. and he was on a bad, just a weird entry yeah. into turn one. He was, and, and but but Ayagura was very lucky to yeah. not fall and it turned out on a third place. And you know we need to see this from Ayagura week in and week out. We know he can do it, so he needs to be in that top five fighting for the podium in the win. Every week, I um, I think he's got a win in him this year. I really, really I, think there's a win somewhere this year. I, I think that's a definite possibility. I need to see him finish on the podium two races in a row, and then I'll I'll be more open to that. But right now, he ran a great race in in Argentina. Um, you know, he was way behind his uh, teammate, mm-hmm. but Vietti and Chantra kind of cleared off because of all the fighting and everything behind them early on, and um, you know it. It just worked out that way, but he did as well as he could do once he got through that pack. He led that second pack and finished on the podium. Right. Um, a solid fourth for Aaron Kinnett. No, no bow tie in Park Ferme, but and no, no story. But Aaron Kinnett is is having himself a really good season. I mean, that's the way I feel about it. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, if you're comparing it, when you compare it to who Chelsea Vietti, you know, who's just kind of on a different level right now. Aaron Kanet's second in the championship, 21 points behind uh, Chelsea Vietti, but he's not out of it. You know, I mean, that that that's easily a weekend swing if something bad happens. You know, to Chelsea, you know, um, as far as a crash and a race goes, or DNF, or just poor performance overall. But but no, I do think that you know, and I think Aaron Kanet's name was one of those that we had talked about for championship fighters yep. um at the and beginning he is of the fighting. season so um i mean moto 2 is looking looking right now unfortunately looking like a race for second uh but uh maybe something will happen with chelsea maybe other teams will make a step forward and yep. uh, it'll get a little bit more competitive absolutely well i mean i that brings us on and i and i listen if you're in the top five i've said it, if you're in the top five you had a solid race it's not great if you're fourth or fifth yeah um but it, it's solid and if this is you know, if this is when he's down, he's just off the podium, he's going to be okay. Um, Jake Dixon with a solid ride to come in fifth. It's about time. Um, you know, there's a lot of hype around Jake Dixon. Isn't there? there uh, and, and I don't understand it at all because I, I do see flashes of really, really good speed. But the consistency for some reason, is not there. Well, he's also young in the club. I mean, what's he in his really his second full season now? Um, he's, he had some wild card rides before. I think I don't believe this is his third. I think he's his second full season. Well, it's so Celestino Vietti's second full season too, though. That's true, but Celestino came up through Moto Three. Jake Dixon did not. Um, so I'm the jury's still out for me on Jake Dixon. Mm. Um, you know, he did get that, didn't he get the Patronus ride, a wild card ride last year? He did have the wild card ride in Silverstone yep. on the MotoGP bike. Which, yep, um, well, which was surprising mm-hmm. to me. So, let's just, the jury's out for me. If he finishes this year in 14th place, I will question it. But right now, I, I see, you know, you, every, you see it occasionally. He's really fast. Um, he just has to stay up now. He did have an injury to his wrist that almost ended his career. So th- I don't know where that falls. You know what I mean? So <laughs> let's let's just give him some rope and see what happens. Um, Arbolino had a, a, a pretty solid race. I think Arbolino, maybe not this year. Maybe this isn't the year that he really pushes at the front. But in another year, I think Arbolino will be there. Now, at the end of this year, he may be there. But he's... He is improving. He's with a great team, with a good teammate in Sam Lowe's, who he beat uh, this race. So Arbolino's starting to show some real class, and I like it. Um, and Pedro Costa started in 17th. Yeah, Pedro Costa really had a good race, fighting back. He did, and finished 7th, yeah. yeah. That was a class so, ride from him. Absolutely. I, I think Pedro is, is still figuring it out, and everybody – it's kind of unfair to him to think he would do in Moto2 what he did in Moto3 last year, but you're the one that did it to yourself. So, you know, but there, but I think we all got to pump the brakes a little bit. And uh, he's not, he's not terrible. He's been in the top 10 every race, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe just outside. But the last two races, he's been in the top 10. And, and he's getting better. His, his, uh, his race was really good, as you mentioned. He, uh, he went up 10 places, so that's solid. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic for Pedro's future. I'm willing to give him half a year to get comfortable 
and see where he is when they're in Europe at the second half of the year. Where are you standing? No, yeah, I mean, he's only four points behind his teammate in the championship right now. And like you say, you know, once they get back to Europe, it's going to be wide open. Um, but uh, Pedro Costa, it's coming. Everything's kind of coming. It's been a process for him, I think. Indonesia was a tough weekend for him, for, I think. You know, there were a couple crashes there. Um, yep. And then he got hit with a grid penalty this weekend as well, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So. If he crashed under yellow? Yeah. No, that was. So, yeah. Something like that. No, that, that. Was, no, that Indonesia. was Indonesia. That was Indonesia. Indonesia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, He's but, he's just learning his way. Yeah, he's learning his way. He'll he's get finding there. that limit. That limit, you know. And yeah, um, I, it's just a progression. It's it's gonna come. It's all there is to it. There's a level of talent there that's just that's beyond. Well, um, well, I let's let's use let's look at who he beat this week. He beat five time Moto America Superbike champion Cam Bobier, multiple time winner Sam Lowe's, Marcel Schroeder who has won a few times and is a veteran of the class, Joe Roberts, uh, you know, the list goes on. Right, right. Uh, so he's he's outracing those guys that are experienced in this class. Um, and speaking of Cam and Joe, they've both now finished three straight races, which is the positive. Um, not setting the world on fire, but they're not throwing it in the gravel like they did last year. So I'm I'm choosing... To take that as a positive, where are you on the Americans? Um, about there. Uh, you know, I'm really. I, I think that I still can't give Joe the pass, though. You know, I mean, Joe. To me, a 13th place for Joe Roberts is just it. It. it I, I, it's not acceptable to me. Um. It, yeah, I think you need to benchmark. You know, okay, let's start getting. Let's start finishing races. Is that really where you want to be at, though? Is that really where Joe Roberts needs to be in his Moto2 career? I don't think so. I think that Joe Roberts needs to be top five fighting for, for race wins consistently week in and week out. That's where I'm at with Joe Roberts. Cameron Bobier, I want to see top tens week in and week out. And he had a pretty decent battle, I think, with Albert Arenas for a while in this particular race. And then maybe just burned up that tire. I'm not not sure if anything yeah. happened with him. but. Yeah. But Joe Roberts, no, I'm struggling right now with really kind of extending that olive branch out to him. Um, and, well, it was and, Cam's first visit to Argentina. On a Moto2 bike. He was there. Didn't he ride there in the uh, 125 class? He could have, but I, this was his first Moto2. And, yeah. and when he rode in the 125 class, that was a long time ago. Right. Um, right. So, you know, first visit to Argentina. So... We'll give I will give Cam a bit of a pass, and I don't think he had a terrible race um, finishing. Yeah, no, I, I'm not chastising know. Cam Bobby. It, it's yeah. more, it's really centered. My 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 soapbox is really centered at Joe right. Roberts right now. Well, and and I will I, I I don't disagree with you about Joe. I think I I made my feelings very clear about Joe. He is a really really good motorcycle rider. I just think we've seen the pinnacle of what he'll reach. I, that's just me. I I I don't. Nothing yeah. against Joe. No negative comment. Just you, Pedro Acosta started in seventeenth and finished seventh. And I saw the comment by Joe. You know, there's something wrong. We can't figure out what it is. Well, you know, in track days we say it's the CPU unit on top of the bike. Um, but maybe there is. So if they can figure that out, maybe we'll see a lot of more speed from Joe. Fingers crossed, because I hope that's the case. Yeah. Um, Manuel Gonzalez deserves an honorable mention. He's starting to get it. He's starting to figure out that Moto2 bike. He scored points in this race. He did start 10th and finish 14th, but he, he showed some good speed in qualifying, and I think it's just going to take a little time. But 
he's already in the points, and I and I think Manuel Gonzalez will get better. So, um, but we do need to talk about uh, your boy Augusto Fernandez uh, throwing it in the yeah that was pretty... and, along with along with Jorge Navarro. Well, I mean, which one's really surprising there? You know, I mean, Augusto Fernandez is the surprise there. Jorge Navarro, it's just kind of a, you know, it's it's like a jack-in-the-box. You know, you keep twirling yeah. it, and it's going to, eventually it's going to happen. It's going to pop sooner right. or later, you know. And that, that's right. kind of the way that I approach each weekend with Jorge Navarro is when's that bike going to find the gravel? Well, um, SDK and Nicolo Antonelli got a lot more acquainted, too, so on the first lap. So. You know, and, and I'm sorry. I don't know whose crash that was. I didn't see a replay. I didn't see any any reported. I didn't read any. But uh, but I'm all I'm going to say to both of them, and, and the, oh, I'll, I'll say it to both people. You are a rookie in this class. You, you're. You, I understand you want to be, to be quick. I understand you're out there racing. You want to win. You want to do better. You're fighting for last place right now. You know, really think about it before you start getting your elbows out on lap one, and start throwing moves at everyone, and then you end up end up with not even finishing the race. You need to be getting laps. You need to be getting data. You need to be getting experience on tire management, on the bike. What what's going to happen the race, this entire race distance? And and I'm sorry, they're just not doing that right now. Sean Dylan Kelly, I don't think he finished last race either. He had a technical problem in Indonesia, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, Sean Dillon Kelly needs to finish races right now. The, the, if if he doesn't finish in Austin, I'm going to be pretty upset. Well, Bo, I will let you send a letter to him or maybe a shout-out to him on social media. We'll figure that out. But you're right. I mean, they both need to. It was just unfortunate. We'll see how they do this week. Um, but but it was a good race. Um, and Chelsea Vietti, like you said, is on a different level. So we'll see what he does when he comes to Austin this weekend. Um, let's go to MotoGP. MotoGP, pretty historic win for Alicia Spargaro. The first win for Apriya in the premier class in the modern era. Uh, it was over 6,000 days since Alicia last won a race. My question is, how in the world does somebody move up through the ranks and never and not win a race for that long? That's incredible story of persistence. That's incredible. That's I can't believe it. But let me let me get through the podium and I'll let you have it. Uh, Aleish finishes the race first, wins for Apriya. His first win in MotoGP, the first win for Apriya in the modern era. Uh, second was Jorge Martin finishing a race. Good job. And third place, your boy, Alex Renz. The floor is yours, Mr. Winter. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm going to give a shout to Alex Renz because I bet the farm on Alex Renz this weekend in MotoGP Fantasy, and he brought it home for me. Uh, I mean, he, he he didn't win, but I doubled up my points, and I picked him as a gold rider, and I had Suzuki as a manufacturer. So, Alex Renz, I you really did right. appreciate you taking care of me, both he and Joanne Mir, actually. Um, but, no, uh, um, with that being said, good race by Alex Renz. Now, the talking point of this week, right? Was Alicia Spargo? There's there's been this buildup and this tension and this this constant crescendo of uh, you know Aprilia. We see more and more of that bike closer and closer to the front. Every now and again, something might happen. The bike might give up, but you know a crash or something. But there's always there's some rain cloud that has always been following Aprilia around. And this weekend, 
I don't know what it was, but it just seemed like Alicia Spargo would not let anything go. Uh, he wouldn't. He was determined. No, every session he wanted to be at the front. Qualifying, he wanted to be at the front, and at the race, he was at the front. And 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 I've I've not said probably one positive thing about Alicia Spargo since we've started this podcast. <laughs> in our this is our fifty first episode, everyone, and I think in in fifty one episodes. This is the first time I'm really going to laud praise on Alicia Spargro because, it, I, I mean, I agree. he did a fantastic job in this, this entire weekend as a whole. And, and he really did. Even to go back and to, to watch the, um, you know, to, to watch the MotoGP un, Unlimited series on Amazon after the, the race win, to see some of the clips, there has to be such a sense of vindication for Alicia Spargo that you know now it was finally all worth it, and and yep. obviously it's a storybook ending. We love the the you know the Cinderella stories, um, the way that the plot just kind of unfolding. It's just it's really exciting to watch. But no, Alicia Spargo, congratulations! You deserve this win, and you deserve to be the person who won on an Aprilia. I can't argue with anything you said there. I I think um. This is a testament to never stop believing in what you're doing and in yourself, and um, and and not just Alesh, Apriya as well. That little factory, comparatively to every other manufacturer that's out there, um, unbelievable. They finally figured it out. I, I say finally. What is it? Five, six years now. Um, yeah, but I'm but glad to have Apriya back. This it, it what five years is really not that long, but it felt like that to them. I'm sure. Um, they've been here, or they came before KTM, or the year after KTM. Uh, KTM was in 2016, so I'm not can't remember whenever. I I would they either came in the same year or I, I I'd have to I'm look sorry. that up. But KTM entered their first year was 2017, wasn't it? It was 2017. I think um, the the bike well, is an RC 16, but I think their first full season right. was 17. Um. Well, my point is, it was 2017. You're right. Um, and so Apriya, their first year in MotoGP, um, they, they partnered with Grissini in 2015. So they've been there two years longer. Um, I, I do believe now that they're a full factory effort though. You know what I mean? Like a, a legit, I, I don't yeah. think the first couple of years, I don't think that's what they were doing. Um, but, but it just shows that persistence pays off and to never stop believing. And I'm, I'm super happy to have witnessed that. That was Alicia Spargro's 200th Grand Prix start. He gets his first win. Special day for him and that whole team and his family. Congratulations. Um, his brother crashed. Uh, <laughs> um, Jorge Martin finishes second. Jorge ran a great race. He ran out of tire. Um, I, I think he needed this. He had not finished a race yet on the season. And I'm curious to see if this springboards Jorge Martin into a string of really strong races. I think he'll be strong in Coda. I think I, I think good things are on the horizon, but he's got to finish races, and that's going to be the determining factor because when he finishes, he's incredibly fast. So I'm really interested um, to see that. And then, of course, like you mentioned, Alex Renz. Man, this guy has finished every race this year so far. So kudos to Alex. He got the first podium. He had his teammate right behind him. Um, 
Suzuki is getting stronger, I think. I mm-hmm. think that's indicative of what yep. we saw there. And I think uh, they will be strong in Austin. And I think going to Europe, they're going to be super strong. So keep it on to Alex and Joan. And I think you guys will be really strong in this championship. What do you got? Uh, no, I agree. I, I'm actually looking for Suzuki to do, to be very, very tough to beat in, in uh, Austin. You know, um, Alex Renz actually got the win there a couple years ago. Um, yep. And, and I don't know, uh, Joe and Mir kind of came together last year with uh, Jack Miller there on the last lap. But um, I, I definitely think that Alex Renz uh, and I think both Suzukis are going to be tough to beat in Austin. I hope they're going to be tough to beat. I mean, they're still a manufacturer. So. Um, but, uh, you know, French, Peko Benyaya in fifth place – to me, this is actually a really, really positive result, given given the frustrations that he was clearly um, going through all weekend long. Um, yeah, it just did not look like a good weekend whatsoever. But if for some reason on Sunday he went out and did his business and really, really, really brought home a positive result for himself I, and the team. Yeah, he really did. He needed this badly, and he did not get on the podium because the qualifying just was a nightmare. But he did do very well in the race and showed that he has pace, which I think for Ducati is very positive. It's a long season. They have nine or 18 races left. Or no, I'm sorry, 19 races left. And if he can get on track and running like he was running in the race and get that qualifying back to what he was doing last year, watch out, Grid. Seriously, watch out because he looked great in the race. Um, and I tell you one of the things I noticed when I was watching this race, the announcers, every time Peko Bagnaya would pop out and have a look on the rider in front of them, they go, well, he's got to keep calm. He's got to keep calm. <laughs> you know, maybe Peko was just looking to see, I could have done that. I couldn't break harder than he can here. You know what I mean? I just don't want to yeah. be wheels in line so I can test it. No, if if you get out of line, the announcers are like, well, you better box clever, and he better do I'm like, calm yourselves. <laughs> it's not like he's sending it like Kevin Schwantz. He just, he just popped out, and they're like, oh, he's getting super frustrated. Um, I don't think so. That didn't look like what he was doing to me. It looked no, like Pekka he was Benyai trying is, to see where he, he could go by it. He's calculated. Yeah. You know, he, he's, yeah. he's a very, very intelligent rider you know he's not going to make any kind of knee-jerk reactions in the middle of a race he's not making rash decisions he is though studying the rider in front of him Mm -hmm. and i can guarantee you he's just making sure that he's not wheels in line he doesn't want to run into anybody if he's trying to see where his braking marker is versus the the guy he's in front of him he wants to see where he can get him oh i can get him into five or seven or 13 wherever that is yeah I, I just I was like, God, these dudes are just so worried about Peko Bagnaya because he's not winning the race right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but all that said, Peko had a strong race as a good as a good start. Now he needs to be on the podium for the next few races or better, win them or be on the podium at least to uh, really kick that season into high gear. Uh, again, Brad Bender in the top ten. Brad yeah, Bender's such I mean, a good rider, man. I mean, he's so good. Second, the championship right now. You know, seven points back off yeah. of Alicia Sparger. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it. It's this is so. This is what's so fun for us because we've got all these manufacturers that are all fighting for wins now. I know every manufacturer right. has proven it could win in MotoGP, and we've got all these different riders now that it, it's just it, it's such a fun time to be a part of MotoGP and to watch MotoGP and be involved with it. Um, it. Yep. Uh, I, I. We can't ask for anything more, really. Absolutely not. Well, you know, I, I I was just I was just happy to see Brad have a good Sunday and KTM. 
showing that their bike is at least competitive on another another level of competitiveness this year. I, I'm I'm happy for that. It's three races in a row where they have been in the top ten. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. the bike isn't probably isn't perfect, but it's so much better than last year, and that's great. I'm sure that at some point they wish that they could they could figure out a rider though that could be successful because you know if it seems like if miguel Oliveira has a good day then brad bender doesn't have as good a day and then when brad bender has a good day miguel Oliveira doesn't have such a good day you know he finished 13th here in argentina and then last week what brad bender finished what eighth ninth somewhere or tenth somewhere or he finished eighth, or eighth but he had a broken bike right he finished the, eighth with the broken ride height. that's a good yeah, point so. then too you know and then miguel Oliveira just ran away with the with the victory there right. in, in a wet race yeah. but right well we have to mention that Maverick Vinales cracked the top 10 on Aprilia. Great. What, what was the agreement? You have to buy an Aprilia if he wins? Oh, I have to buy it if he wins the world championship on an RSV4. I have to buy an RSV4 factory if he wins a world championship. Okay. I, my money is safe. My money's safe. Okay. Um, he has to do it on Aprilia. He can't go back to Suzuki next year <laughs> and win it. That's not going to happen. Um Fabio had a terrible first four laps. Um, he finished in P8. At the end of the race, he was looking much better. But his first four laps were atrocious. And he was down in 11th or 12th, um, really struggling. And um, I don't think he's very happy right now. No. Uh, you know, all things considered, too, I don't think anyone that's on a Yamaha is fairly fairly content with life at the moment either. But, um, you know, all things considered right now, um, Fabio is still ten points just uh, just ten points off the championship, so it's not a you know like we've said before long season. There's still a lot of time to write the ship, but it's really yeah. hard to write the ship whenever you can't crack the engine open and start working on it when you know that that's your weak point too. That's right. Yeah, that's true. But you know, um, he's got he's got to do better. He's got to get up front. He cannot have a bad first four laps ever right. because he can't make it up. Um, he's got to be out front right from the start. Marco Bezecchi in ninth, great ride for Marco Bezecchi. Um, in tenth was Anea Bastianini, and a Luca Marini finishing another race in eleventh. I mean, it's not stellar, but there he was. Um, yeah, I was really happy that he uh, he qualified on the po- or on the third or third on the grid. Excuse me, um, but uh, just didn't have the pace on Sunday. So that's something I really want to see out of Luca Marini. Um, yeah. I mean, you're finishing races. You're you're getting the data. You know, you he's getting some points, but uh, I, I think that he definitely wants to take a step towards the front when it comes to finish. I mean, the pace is there on a Saturday, obviously. So it's just connecting the dots for Sunday. Yeah. Well, the disappointment of the weekend, though, has to be either Miguel or Jack Miller. For me, it's Jack Miller. I I don't. I mean, that guy, it's just schizophrenic for him this year, and I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. I, I, he, he's got to do better. He's got to do better. Yeah, no, completely agree. There's somebody that finished in second place that's itching for that seat, I think. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah. I know Jack Miller gets all bent out of shape on social media that, you know, he doesn't understand why people are saying that he's going to lose his seat. He doesn't get, you yeah. know, people are, right are here. calling him right out. Right here, Jack. Uh, this is why. Uh, yeah, this no, is why. no kidding. I mean, you're on a factory Ducati and you're finishing 14th. Um, That's right. You know, now you weren't the worst of the bunch, you know, as far as uh, Ducatis go. Fabio Di Giannatonio and Joanne Zarco did crash. But other than that, there's not yeah. much to really say. You know, I, I mean, you, no. you, you know, you were the last Ducati that crossed the start-finish line. Um, so, yep. the, 
there, there has to be some inward looking um, for sure. troubleshooting that goes on, you know, to figure out, Hey, what's going on? Is it the bike? Is there something going on, you know, with me? Um, and, and, and they, they'll, they'll figure it out. You know I mean? Jack I'm Miller sure will. Jack Miller's fairly resilient. He's been, he's had a, uh, he, he had a tough transition into MotoGP, but, and he's made it work so far. Uh, obviously Ducati saw something to keep him in the Pramac team and then to move him into a factory team. So did you see that something. stoppy he did this past weekend? I don't think so. They all run together after a while. Oh my gosh. He was going so fast and he just stoppied that thing right down. And I, oh, it was incredible. Like, just the bike control these guys have is just crazy. I mean, I was like, whoa. I mean, the, it was slow motion camera, and he was still going fast. So I don't know how fast he was going, but I wouldn't have been doing it. Um, but he does need to do better. There's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's about it. You have nobody else. You know, Alex Marquez rounded out the points, and he's still struggling on the Honda. His brother will be back in Austin. And real quick, let's talk about that. Yeah, let, let's let's spend some time there. What, what I, is your opinion of it? Your overall, I'm haven't sure seen the medical chart opinion. Yeah, you know? physically, he's probably doesn't have the double vision. He tested on a bike. He doesn't have it. Um, but my biggest fear is that I don't think Mark Marquez can ride any differently than Mark Marquez rides. I, I don't think he can actually do that. Um. And it may be one weekend, two weekend, five weekends, maybe even ten weekends that he gets away with it. But sooner or later, that he's one's going to do come. What, that, the, the one. It only takes one. Yeah. And this guy had four last time he was on a bike, and now he's coming to a very fast track that he loves. I get it. He loves it. But all the things that were happening to you in Lombok are going to be, maybe the surface won't be as iffy, but the point is, is that, those problems are going to rear their ugly head again. Are you going to be smart enough not to try to send yourself to the moon just so you can win? Here's the thing. He knows the track. He doesn't know the bike yet. He doesn't know that bike. He's found the limit, but he doesn't know. How, he's He has jumped over that limit twice already. There are three times, you know, two, two on the front end and then one when the rear bit him, and that's what sent him to the moon. So uh, to me... Marquez might know this track. Marquez might love this track, but Marquez does not know or love that new Honda. And in order for Marquez no. to win a race and to be competitive, he has to love and and understand that motorcycle. And he doesn't right now. Well, he's Marquez lost doesn't precious, know how to be reasonable. On, well, he's lost you know precious, I mean? precious time in riding it from the crashes that he's already had. Yep. So I, I, I wish him the best. I hope we see the best Marquez that, out there i just man it's worse it's just, troublesome to, to yeah to watch I, i'm i'm just worried for the man's health like i don't want to be there yeah. if that happens i don't want to see that i don't want to be up close in turn in turn one see him go up the hill and then just shoot up into the air above the grandstands i i, I don't want it i don't want any part of that but i he look, it's his job. This is what he does. This is what he loves. He's going to get back out there. I think we all kind of knew no one was going to keep him off that bike any longer than they absolutely could. Right. Um, and for better or worse, he's going to be in Austin, and hopefully it's for better. And uh, 
I, I just, I, I don't know how many more he's got in him. How many more times can you hurt your head and have quality of life afterwards? How many? And then maybe it's not even that because he got very lucky. He didn't damage anything like bone wise when he went up in the air that high. That's easy to break. And like I said, he's 29 now. That that switch is about to flip. At 32, if he does that, forget about it. He's out for six years. <laughs> but it's 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 worrisome. It's troublesome to me. I don't feel like everybody's got his best interest at heart. I, I think they want the glory. I think his team wants him to return to glory because it's glory for them. And I think Honda wants him to return to glory because it's glory for them. And that's, he was their championship winning machine, their race winning machine. It was only because of him. It was not because of their bike. And they know that whether they admit it or not, they know it. And now they're like, well, we got to get Mark back. He's going to be fine. He's, he's completely healed. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I agree. 100%. Okay. But anyway, that hits his choice, his body. I just hope that it works out for the best, like I said. So let's uh, move on to Moto. Oh, you don't want to talk about Moto3? Well, I want to say something about Moto3. It was a great race. Sergio Garcia's last lap was incredible. You know, I, I'm okay, let's touch on that really, really quick because we are yeah. going to run out of time. Uh, yeah. I, my favorite part about that was after the flag, Dennis Foggia was not mad that, that he no. made that move. Like, Dennis Foggia immediately was, you know, re- reaching over to congratulate him and to, you know, to, to kind of, you know, hey, that was fun. You, you know what I yep. mean? And that, that to me, that yep. was really, really class with Dennis Foggia. Absolutely. That is what racing should be. Like, the dude gets you, man, it, it is sucks to lose to on that. But what a race. What a last lap. That is, remember, Sergio Garcia takes the win. Dennis Fagia finishes second. Ayuma Sasaki finishes third. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Suzuki got a penalty, right, on the last lap for exceeding track limits or something. He lost the podium there because he was right there behind Fagia. I they think were he did. Again. Yeah, he, I think yeah. he did go off. Um, but I think, He went I off think... twice because he lost two spots. Mm-hmm. I think Sasaki got him, though, and then he might have Oh, got, Sasaki he, got him. I think okay. he passed him in, in the last corner, but then uh, he oh, might have pushed. He might but then Rossi, yeah. He, yeah, they gave him. Okay, so that's how it worked out. I, I didn't have time to watch. I had to mow the lawn. Um, oh, my. But, <laughs> but what I wanted to say was, you know, it was a great lap by Sergio Garcia. Unbelievable. I was really sad for Guevara because he had great pace and he had a technical issue again. Um, and Mino was super fast. And this time he was, I, I don't know whose fault it was. It very well could have been Masia's or it could have been Mino's. But that that kid, he's he's super fast. He just can't by any luck so um but the race was great we have some real good talent in Marrera and Hogato I'm happy to see them I can't wait to see them I'm sorry we're not going more in depth than Moto3 we're running out of time but what do you got for Austin what are you looking for um in the Moto GP class I think I'm looking for Suzuki to show up strong and um, I think Pecco Benya is going to be back on the horse I, I really think I, that he's going to look good yep I'm looking for uh, a strong effort from Bagnaya. I'll tell you what, I'm also looking to see how Aprilia follows this up. Aren't they going to lose their concessions now? I think so, yeah. That's going to be tough. That's tough. So 
Now they're going to be in that world that KTM's in. I hope they don't take a step backwards like KTM did. Right. Um, in Moto2, I want to see if Vietti can keep his form, and I want to see if these blame Americans can come and show up on home soil and stick it to these European and Asian riders so that we can hear the national anthem on the podium. What do you say? I agree. I, I really want to see Cameron Bobbio show, uh, show up this weekend and um, really stick it to the Europeans. And, and Absolutely. I'm still holding out to hear the Star Spangled Banner. Yep, we all are. Um, I For Moto3, it's Dennis Faggia. Can Mino avoid any problems? And Sergio Garcia is the real deal. Gas Gas, that entire team, is the real deal. Let's see what they do. I'm super excited. 100%. Listen, yeah, you got anything else, Bo? No, but I think that's it, Jason. All right. Well, listen, everybody, we're gonna we'll do a better Moto Three job next time. We promise you that. But uh, we got to get on a plane early in the morning. So if you're out there riding this weekend at the track or on the street, please keep that rubber side down, that shiny side up. I'm Jason, aka Captain Novice, with my man Bo, saying good night, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>